can't get enough of football? Chance, goal, superhuman, special, special goal. Incredible, just incredible. Now you can get the inside look. Welcome to Football Insiders, your home for informed, insightful and independent opinion, news and talk on football from the team behind Fair Play Publishing and the Football Writers Festival. Oh, what an introduction! Welcome to the Football Insiders podcast, the podcast home for Fair Play Publishing and the Football Writers Festival. In case you missed earlier episodes where we talked with Trevor Thompson, Jason Goldsmith and Andrew Howe, you can find them at fairplaypublishing.com.au or from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes or Spotify. Today's guest is Texie Smith. It's a bit of a change of pace from the guys who have written about history and culture and player biographies because Texie is the author of something fairly unique, um, unashamed football novels, as he calls them. The first two were published uh, around March last year, introducing Jared Black and Jared Black Hospital Pass. And the third, Jared Black Guilty Party, will hit the bookshelves this month in May. Texie is also already well into completing his fourth book, so we'll, we'll see when that gets to be published as well. So grab a coffee and enjoy the listen as today's Football Insiders episode chats with Texie and we find out more about just who Jared Black is. Texie, welcome. Thanks very much for having me. This is really exciting. We kick off each of our podcasts by asking the same question um, and I, I should mention that we're recording this a, a couple of days before it's actually going to appear, so we don't know whether the restrictions will be lifted a little at the moment. But how are you coping with social isolation? Social isolation is uh, is nothing new to me, to be honest. Uh, I do a lot of work at home um, as part of my, my role in software, so uh, working at home is, uh, is no different. Obviously, the lack of football is, uh, is probably what we're all missing the most. Um, and I, I didn't realize how much I relied on the social side of sport um, in my life. So just uh, mixing with, uh, with people, um, enjoying the game, uh, watching others. It's, uh, I, I'm really missing it. And uh, I'll be so glad to get out there on the park watching, watching the game. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the one thing that I'm missing at the moment. But uh, on, on the flip side, it's allowed me to do a lot of writing. So, uh I've uh, I've actually come to the end of uh, of book four. I, I wrote the last words last night. Um, oh no! <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> let's see how uh, how quick we can get that one out. Oh, there is, but there is a limit. You need to do need to pace your books, Texi, for, for the readers <laughs> as well. Um, it's interesting that you should mention the social side of football because uh, you know we all of us who have grown up loving football that is and it's part of our sort of life, it, it is the social side that's important. And it was interesting seeing a, a, a little mini debate on social media about, you know, different sports are thinking of going back or not going back and whether they will. And, you know, I tend to have the view that without fans being able to go to it, it's just it, at the elite level I'm talking, A-league level, it's really just nothing more than a training run um, because there's that essential interaction between the crowd who are there and the players who are actually playing the game. It'd be uh, interesting uh, to know what players think of that. Uh, I'm sure the players would react completely differently in a, in a situation where they're surrounded by you know 15,000 fans um, shouting for them, shouting against them. 
And um, you're right. I mean, having seen the the games that have gone ahead behind closed doors, they they are different, and uh, and the intensity doesn't seem to be there. No, no. But uh, getting back to you, I mean, you you just mentioned that you've finished your the final word on your your fourth book. Does that mean you have any time to read yourself, or you're too busy writing? Uh, look, since I've uh, since I've been writing. Uh, the number of books I've read has uh, has definitely increased. Um, there's definitely time for for reading. Um, the one I'm reading at the moment is uh, the um, biography of Bobby Robson. Um, so that's a, a very interesting book that uh, I, I've had for some time, to be honest. Um, and I've only just come around to to reading it. Uh, Bobby Robson is obviously a, a legend at Newcastle United, which is my team. Um, In case you didn't realise that, anyone. <laughs> I, it'll become a lot more evident, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but Bobby Robson, I'm about halfway through it. He's, uh, he's an absolute legend, as I was saying. And uh, just going through the early days of his life uh, where he, he wasn't paid an, a big amount of money. He didn't own a car until, you know, he was in his 20s. Um, a very different life to what we're used to now with the, the multi-million dollar uh, wages and uh, sponsorships that the players have. So it's um, it's a very interesting read and uh, I'm looking forward to finishing that one. Um, uh, I've also been reading uh, a, a number of biographies. Um, there was one that stood out which was called Boy on the Shed and that was um, an autobiography of Paul Ferris. And he's a, he's a player from, I'd say, the 80s, from Newcastle United, uh, brought up in Northern Ireland amongst the Troubles, and uh, that was a really interesting read. It's, uh, I think it's won awards in the UK. It's, it's probably not that well known here, um, but, but I really enjoyed that one. Um, he's obviously a player that I did watch um, when he was around. Uh, it does get a little bit dark, but uh, you know, o- overall a really entertaining read. Now, and life does, does get a little bit dark as well, so it's just a realistic read. That, that's right, yeah. Um, another good book that I read pretty much the day after I'd, uh, I'd bought it was uh, Jason Goldsmith's Surfing for England. Now, that one, obviously through Fair Play Publishing, um, that one is just a really good idea. It's, uh, it's an interesting book just to find out the players who could and should have played for Australia. Um, I understand that uh, Jason's got another book out uh, coming soon, which will be along the same lines, just a really good idea of something that, that you think about and you go, hey, uh, I'm really interested to read about all this stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, Jason's next book is is actually about um, players who have come to Australia to more or less finish their career here, um, and he's co-writing it with Lucas Gillard. It should be out next year. Yep. Um, I also read Tim Cahill's autobiography, um, just finished that recently, and that was called Legacy. Um, I, I loved really reading about the early years of his, of his career, um, when he first moved to the UK, uh, playing for Millwall. Uh, it had echoes of Jared Black, to be honest. Um, it, it's, it, it, was, it was an entertaining read. It, it got a, a little bit light towards the end, I found, um, but uh, you know, it, was, it was just really interesting to, to, to see a different viewpoint from a from a different type of player, and and obviously another legend of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting that you should mention there was a bit of Jared Black and Tim Kale, and I, I will, I'm going to jump to Jared Black and and how did you where did you get the inspiration for Jared Black and what what made you think about writing a novel? Uh, Jared Black, um, 
he's he's a player from the northwestern suburbs of Sydney. Um, you know, he grew up playing for the local club, uh, going through the representative ranks. Um, he's a mixture of a lot of people, a lot of players, a lot of uh, a lot of people around the club that, uh, that that I played for or that I play for now. Um, I'm still playing in the over 35s uh, for Westride Rovers. And uh, when I first joined the club, I was uh, you know, welcomed from a from a local rival, let's say, and um, I just met lots of people who were who were in the mold of, of Jared Black, really good people. And and I just thought I'd like to encompass that in in one person, and uh, and I put it into a story. And it's it's made up of uh, it's made up of anecdotes of real life. It's uh, it's it's action from games at all levels. Uh, it all comes together, and uh, I think it's quite entertaining to read. It, it is really entertaining, um, but it's interesting, you know, you mentioned Tim Kale because I hadn't, even though I, obviously I've read his book Legacy and, and know his story very well anyway, I hadn't thought about his experience with Jared Blacks, but there is some similarities there. But the other, the people I'm, I always have my mental model of whenever I read uh, your novels and having read three of them now um, is either Aaron Moy or Kevin Musket, two very different players, two very different people, but for some reason they, they're, in my, they're in my head whenever I read your books. So it's, yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, It'd be wonderful to know who everybody else is thinking of, you know, does it remind you of anyone in particular? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Musket, yeah, I, I can see why, yeah, a tough, tackling, <laughs> good guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, everyone everyone can make up their own uh, their own mind and uh, have their own picture in their in their head when they're reading the book. And uh, it'll be interesting if there's ever a film made of this uh, of this book series. Then we'll see who gets uh, cast in that role. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, do you do? You mentioned that it's based on a lot of real life situations, but are there thing are there aspects of the book where you find you do extra bits of research to make sure that you've got things right? Uh, yes, there are, um, especially with the second book, uh, which is Jared Black Hospital Pass. Um, my family went through, uh, well, my, my wife went through um, breast cancer, and it was a whole journey for the whole family, for, for all of the, uh, the extended family, friends, school friends, etc. And I actually had a diary written about that. Um, so I, I kept a log of you know, how things happened, what happened on which day, how I was feeling, how everyone in their family was feeling. And I sort of went back to that after I'd written the first book and thought, you know, this, this could be the, the, the bones of a, a good story. Uh, it just needs a, a different angle, a, a positive angle to it. And uh, marrying it up with football was, uh, was just the perfect way to, uh, to bring that story to life. Yeah, which it does so well, and I, you know, I remember when I was reading through it and and testing parts of it with people who have been through that same journey, and they absolutely said everything was spot on. So you got that really, really well. And I should add, from um, from a fair play publishing perspective, that one dollar from the sale of every copy of Jared Black Hospital Pass is donated to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. So that's that's another reason to hop online and and buy a copy. Um, We've mentioned that Jared Black Guilty Party is out this in, this month in May, um, and you've just finished number four. Is Jared, what's your plan for Jared Black? What's the big picture? Is he going to fade away, or is he going to keep on playing till he's forty, or is he going to come back to Australia and be a Fox Sports commentator? Or <laughs> what's going to happen? 
Uh, you'll, you'll have to read Guilty Party first. Uh, obviously, you've read it, but uh, for those people out there, you'll have to read it. And then uh, who knows what the next step is? It's, it's really exciting. It, it, could be, uh, it could be many things. He's, he's definitely not going to fade away. And uh, yeah, just, just look out for the next step. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be exciting. You've been a published author for more than a year now. Um, how does it feel to see your book in print and see so many people around the world holding it? Yeah, it's, uh, it is very exciting. I've, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it's great to see on social media when uh, somebody in, uh, in Canada holds up the book and takes a photo. Uh, someone in Iceland goes on a holiday and they, uh, they take a photo with the book and, uh, and a beautiful background. Um, we've had people in India, in France, in uh, in the UK uh, consuming the book. It's uh, it, it's just great to see a lot of people uh, enjoying um, the the fruits of my labour. Really, um, I, I really enjoy writing. Um, it's uh, it's something that's therapy for me. Um, I, I just love the way that uh, that the story changes as you. Yeah, you might have planned to write it a certain way, and and you've got the. Uh, the the backbone for the story planned out but as soon as you start writing it can go anywhere and uh, i absolutely love doing that obviously that's the uh that, that, that's not everything it's uh that's probably probably about 10 percent of the of the process is writing the book um as soon as you've uh, as soon as you've finished the the last sentence of a book that's when the uh that's when the real work starts so uh yeah it's uh it, it is a tough gig it's it's not obvious to get people uh People reading your book, especially with uh, with the subject matter. I mean, fiction. It's uh, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, football is kind of fiction itself, I guess. Um, if you haven't seen a game and you read about it, well, it's, who knows if it existed or not? It's uh, it, it's just like fiction. But hopefully, the uh, the, the content and the uh, the subject matter of uh, of these books is uh, it, it appeals to a lot of people. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that a lot of uh, soccer mums and dads would be really into the first book, um, and, and and that the second book would really appeal to uh, to, to everyone. Really, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's you know if people see it and pick it up, it, it's you, while it is an unashamed football novel, and it's great to have um, that genre of fiction around football. You could read it as a book of fiction and it's still enjoyable regardless of whether you're a football fan or not. That's that's my view, but I'm probably a bit biased like you, Texie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you mentioned that you still play football yourself and you're a mad Newcastle fan um, and you're steeped in that football culture. And, and for those of you who haven't re- read it, uh, Texie wrote an article in the first edition of Play On magazine, which is Fair Play Publishing's magazine created for the current times, um, in which he compared being a teenager going to a Newcastle game and going to a Sydney FC game at uh, Central Coast Stadium. Um, how much do you miss that whole English football culture and that way of life? It's, it's the one thing that I do miss about being in the UK. Um, there, there's a lot not to miss about the UK, but, um, you know, coming to Australia with, uh, the outdoor lifestyle, the, uh, just the laid back attitudes, the, um, just the love of sport, you know, you, you tend not to miss that much about, uh, about the UK, but, um, but the football is, is definitely different. It's, uh, it, it, it consumes everyone, especially in Newcastle or, you know, in the Northeast of England. It's uh, it's a way of life uh, for the majority of people in the town. 
Um, if there's a game going on, everyone knows about it. Um, there's, you know, there, there's 50,000, 55,000 people at St. James's Park. There's many more would go if it was bigger. It's, it's just completely different. You, you spend the whole day thinking about football. Uh, the Saturday itself is, uh, you know, you meet up with friends, you go for lunch. It's the, pr- the preparation, the, the build up to the game just takes over your day. The, 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 the football is a kind of a small part of the day. Um, because it ends so soon after the, uh, after the final whistle and you leave the stadium. But the, the whole build up and everything, I, I absolutely love that. And, uh, yeah, I, I do go back now and again. So it's, it's been a couple of years since I've been back, uh, in Newcastle. I took in, uh, I took in a game, uh, Newcastle against Manchester City when we lost 1-0. And that was the first time I took my daughter to a game. And, uh, yeah, she's hooked. Of, uh, my job is done. <laughs> she's a Newcastle fan? Yeah, whether she likes Uh-oh. it or not. Yeah, she we're, is okay. We're a, yeah, we're a Sydney FC family, and, uh, but uh, primarily in, New, in Newcastle United. And, of course, Newcastle looks as if it's about to be bought by the Saudi royal family. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about that? Um, uh, mixed emotions uh, in reality. Um, it's, it's definitely not a case of better the devil you know because the, the devil that we have at the moment is, is a horror in himself. But, uh, I mean, obviously the horrors are at a different level with the, uh, the prospective new owners. I like to keep a separation between what's, uh, what's, uh, you know, what's, what's behind the owner and what's on the football field. So uh, I, I'd like to think that th- whoever owns uh, Newcastle United will do the right thing from a football perspective and run the football club as it should. And, uh, and if they do that, they're going to uh, have everyone on side. And um, it, the potential at Newcastle is, uh, is amazing. We, we saw Newcastle in the, in the early 90s getting promotion, almost winning the league playing under Keegan, playing amazing football, those times could come back and, uh, and I'd be absolutely delighted for that. Now, obviously, the Saudi, the Saudi regime, okay, I don't know much about it. I, 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 I can't really comment on it politically, but I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who will be appalled to see, to see uh, that regime owning a football club and uh, I, I, I can't stop that. Yeah, I, I think it's a legitimate response. I mean, look at Manchester City, look at PSG. Um, there are as many people who criticise their respective owners, which is Abu Dhabi and Qatar, as as will probably Newcastle. Uh, and I think you're right. As someone who's sort of been involved in campaigning for better governance in world football and, and local football, the fact is... Um, there's only about 1% of 1% who are truly engaged and interested in those issues. And uh, so therefore, you know, my sense would be that what you're saying, um, that you, you care about the football on the park, is what most fans would say. And um, in, in that way, it's all, almost a win-win um, because a regime like the Saudi regime their sports washing, as it's called, um, is working, but it's also working for fans because you're going to get a better, a better club, a better team, a, a better coach, etc. So, yeah, I think you know, there's some people can moralise on that issue, um, but um, it, the the love of a club goes deep, and um, you, as you said, don't ask questions, <laughs> just just enjoy what's to come. Hopefully for you. 
Yeah, it's yeah, fascinating. Right. I, I think uh, I think we're overdue a bit of success. To be honest, uh, it's it's been uh, it's been a difficult time. And it might be another storyline for a Jared future Jared Black novel. So there you go. <laughs> Um, one of the things we've also been asking everybody is about uh, when social isolation's over um, and you're allowed to have people around for dinner again, who would you like to have in your dinner group? Yeah, this is a, this is a really interesting question. Um, I've, um, I, I've got a list of five people. I, I thought long and hard about this. Um, the, the first person I'd have, and it's going to be sports-related most of this, um, is Paul Gascoigne. Uh, he was uh, an absolutely phenomenal player for Newcastle United. He started there. He went off to uh, Tottenham. Then he's uh, he went to Italy, I think, um, and played a big part in England's success uh, around about the time of uh, when I was probably 18, 19. And I, I just love to hear all of the stories that he hasn't been able to tell in public. He, he must have hundreds of stories. He's, a, he's an interesting guy, very colourful. Um, he's made lots of crazy decisions in his life. Uh, he's obviously mixed with the wrong people. He's had near-death experiences, gets himself into scrapes, but uh, he's such a lovable guy and, uh, and, and a true Geordie. So I'd, I'd have him around as, uh, as guest number one. He might, uh, he might leave early, but he's probably going to bring a good selection of, uh, of cans along with him so we can enjoy those. <laughs> um, second person would be Elise Perry. And um, she's a dual, a dual international. Um, that, that's what I'm most interested in, really. Um, how do you make the choice? Uh, you know, you're a great uh, cricketer. You're a great soccer, soccer player. And um, she's even scored for the Matildas. You know, how, how can you give that away and, uh, and go and choose a different sport? So uh, I'd, I'd really love to, to have her over and, uh, and ask her about her time on Triple J as well. I remember her being a guest presenter on there and she, she just seemed really cool. So uh, she's guest number two. Um, the third guest is a French rap artist and um, it really made an impression on me. I, I used to live in, uh, in Paris. Uh, I did two years um, living over there. And his name is MC Solar. He's, uh, it was around about the mid-90s, I think, he came to prominence and he just is the coolest guy. Um, I, I encourage you to, to listen to his music. It's, uh, it, it is the, the smoothest music and it just takes me back. So I, I'd have him along. Uh, he'd bring his, his playlist and, uh, yeah, we'd have some good tunes. Um, the fourth person is Bob Mortimer. Now, I don't know if Bob Mortimer is well known in Australia, but, uh, when I was growing up, he was one half of Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer. So Vic and Bob, it was, uh, it was on TV at nighttime when he came in from the pub and, uh, you know, a really entertaining comedy show. He's, uh, he's sort of disappeared a bit and now he's come back with a podcast called Atletico Mints and it's, it purports, purports to be a, a football po a podcast, but there's very little football in it. Um, it's just a, a series of, uh, of, of ramblings, let's say, uh, you know, half an hour episode. And I listen to it when I go for a run. So I've, I've, I do run quite a bit and, uh, I, I've got 103 episodes to, to listen to and I've, I've got through about 50. So, uh, is, about is he a Geordie as, sorry, is he a Geordie as well? Uh, he's not, he, I think he's from Middlesbrough. So he's, he's from the, uh, he's from the region. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, just his prominence on TV when I was growing up, uh, he's got the same the same sense of humour that, uh, that that I love. Just a little bit irreverent and uh, and off the wall. And uh, yeah, I'd have him around. He'd be an absolute hoot. Um, the the last person, I don't think it needs any words. I'll uh, I'll be inviting Jennifer Lopez. And, right. Uh, and and that'll that'll do. You don't need to know anymore. <laughs> no, we, we get we get that one. Paul Gascoigne, Elise Perry, MC Seller, Bob Mortimer, and J Lo. That's quite that's a group. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's some great. good music there too. Um, the the other question we ask is is what you're listening to at the moment, and, and what's sort of inspiring you, particularly while we're still in the social isolation phase. I've got uh, I've got one song that that I'd like to put forward as a as a song that I'm listening to. It's I mentioned it in uh, in Hospital Pass, so that's book two. Um, it's uh, a song that uh, that came out I don't don't know when it came out early '80s maybe uh, by the House Martins. So it's Caravan of Love. Um, it's it's in the book. It uh, it appears in a scene where uh, Jared Black. He's coming towards the end of the season. He's uh, he's living in a small town, and uh, the whole town is out. They're so excited for the you know the last game of the season. It's uh, it's a real buzz around town, and he goes to get a haircut. And in the hairdressers, the song comes on the radio. He's there with his friend or his teammate Garley, and uh, and they uh, they start singing along to it. So it becomes a it becomes a sing along. You know, everyone's joining in, and it's it's that sort of tune. It's a, it's, I think it's a cover of a, of a really old song, but it's one of those songs where the cover is so much better than the original. Um, and, yeah, I, I saw, the, uh, saw the video recently for the first time, and it's an absolute shocker. So if you've got a chance to listen to it, don't look at the video. Don't watch. <laughs> but it's a, it is a, it is, um, it's a very evocative scene in the book, I have to say, and it's a sort of one you can imagine being in a in a movie or a, or a series or something like that, where everybody or a musical, everybody just breaks into song. What's interesting too with the House Martins um, is they actually wrote some quite political music at the time as well in their in their original music. So it's um they have a bit of a fascinating history. Um. So that's it for Football Insiders this week. Um, if you want to catch up on your football reading, there's no better time to do so. So head to fairplaypublishing.com.au where there are not only a library of books, there's ebooks, but also our new Play On magazine and you can catch up with all of our podcasts. In the meantime, um, to Texie, thank you very much for your time. To everyone else and Texie, stay safe. We're going to close with an excerpt from Texie's current musical inspiration or the one that's in Jared Black Hospital Pass, Caravan of Love from the House Martins. We'll be back next week with another Football Insiders podcast. Thank you all for listening. Every woman, every man, join the caravan of love. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Thanks for listening to Football Insiders from the team behind Fair Play Publishing, home of the Football Writers Festival. Be the first to get inside access by subscribing. And to get more, head to fairplaypublishing.com.au.